It's time for the Flagler Radio Business Report, a 30-minute roundtable discussion with local businesses. And now, your host, Kirk Keller. Good morning and welcome to the Business Report. I'm your host, Kirk Keller. This morning, I've got a great guest that can save us a lot of money, I hope, or get us some money back from our taxes, because we are going to be talking about that evil IRS tax. And my guest this morning is the owner and operator of All-in-One Business and Tax Service, Cecilia. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you once again for having me on your show. Oh, no problem. Now, you've been on the show before. You gave us some great tax advice last year. So we're going to ask for some tax advice this year. But before we do that, I want to talk about you and your business, All-in-One Tax Service. What does that mean? Do you handle people's payrolls? and I do handle payroll, yes. I handle tax preparation, small business, um, business management, bookkeeping, payroll. I do quarterly reporting. I've kind of expanded a little past the tax role, but obviously they all come together. What does that mean, expanded a little bit? So – as I'm saying, not just doing taxes. Now I prepare for the taxes. I do the quarterly reports for them. So I'm working with small businesses. I'm helping them also do startups. So if it is that you are not a registered company and you want to become registered in the state of Florida, I guide you through the process. I introduce you to different insurance companies in case you need a COI, which is a certificate of liability. I also help you get on SunBiz and create your business, whether you're a sole proprietor or you're deciding to be an LLC. So you're like a business person's one-stop shop. I try to be. I try to be the brain of the person who doesn't know. So is it best, and do you like the business person that does their money management every month, every month, versus the one that brings you a box at the end of the year and say, I need my taxes done. And I shouldn't just say business, individuals as well. Yes, and there are many that do that. I've been more of the old-fashioned type where you write everything on paper. But as far as organization goes, that is a very big key to keeping yourself prepared and ready for when tax season hits. In business and in individuals, what's the best program? QuickBooks? Should we use QuickBooks Quick- is very popular. Um, Intuit has grown tremendously, and they do allow you to have does it do, does Intuit do monthly management like checks and keep balance and all that stuff? Like you what? can. You can go in there and do it. Okay. Um, but they, QuickBooks, they you don't can do, do that it for on a monthly you, But that's something that a pro advisor like myself right. could do for you. Well, that's what I mean. But what do you want them to provide you? Is, is QuickBooks the best? Accounting compete? program? Accounting program. That's the word I'm looking it for. Is. Thank you. It is the most popular. Whether it's the best, I mean, there's many to choose from. But it is the most popular. It's the most known as easy enough to understand, interpret, and then also to use. Do you... Do you see the QuickBooks people that you work with, do you see they, they get a bigger return or a better return by using QuickBooks and having everything documented month to month to month versus the ones that just bring you one document at the end of the year? So that's more of a time-consuming situation. Whereas I do it for them, I can notice the things that they're obviously missing. Whereas in QuickBooks, you're inputting every transaction. So you're not missing anything at all. And it is already detailed and it's already organized and then it's printed on a report, whether it's your statement of income or it's your balance sheet or your budget comparison. It allows you to see the beginning, the middle, the end and every transaction through it. A lot of my clients come to me confused or uneducated in the aspect of where do I put this on the chart of accounts? And that's where I fall in on the business management side where I come in, I help you establish yourself on the QuickBooks program, 
creating your chart of accounts and also educating you and influencing you that this expense goes here and why. And so in the end, it is more organized and it's not the box, you know, the banker's box that's given to you. But in the end, they're all there, you depending probably, on who you, wants to you fish. You probably really give me a dirty look when I walked in with my, my big box. <laughs> it's not no, a box. No, it's no, no. It's more of a tub. <laughs> I'm, I'm so used to it that it's like I prepare my clients. So I have many different parts of my calendar that says either, you know, reach out to your client and inform them that, hey, you know, the first quarter, the second quarter example, you know, it's coming up. Where is this? Where is that? Start putting this away. Or at the beginning of the year, I say, hey, take a picture of your mileage on January the 1st and put a notification in your Apple Watch. So on December 31st, you know what you're going to do the next morning. You're going to go take a picture of your mileage. Your vehicle is mostly used for work purposes. Now we're going to take a percentage off of that at the end of the year because we know you obviously use it also for personal uses. But then again, on December 31st, you're going to snap your next picture. So there's a lot of organization that comes with it. My reminders are always going off because I like to keep my clients up to where my, they need to my be. My boss uses an app, and I can't remember what the app is. It keeps track of his mileage. There is, is an, that better there is than the a picture? mileage app. Okay. It depends. If you have that app active, if it's in your car with you, when you turn it on, it's almost like a driving app. Mm-hmm. So yes. If it's on and it's functioning and, and you paid your subscription, then yes, it's going to work for you. So let's let's talk about the the tub, my tub. Let's, okay. let's use me for a let's great example because I'm a sure. bad, bad, bad student. Okay. Um, You're not that bad. How do you want me to bring you my receipts? Do you want me to go through them and break them down? These are restaurant receipts. These are clothing receipts. That's amazing. And if you could even do the old-fashioned write a total, that helps the accountant itemize for you your deductions if you hand it all to me in one one shuffle i have to do the breakdown but you know what your expenses are more than i do so if i see something from a tool shop and i'm thinking you're buying a tool and halfway through there i realize you bought something totally off that you're trying to put into office expenses example i wouldn't know that unless i'm going through every receipt now that's time consuming so for you that's unfair and for me it's unfair it's unfair for you because I have to charge you, and it's unfair for me because you didn't prepare me. Right. I understand that. So what pile should I – can we do restaurant deductions now? Can we do gas deductions? What deductions? So there is, a meals, there is a meal category. There is an advertising category. There's a travel, which has nothing to do with meals. There's a mileage category. There's a repairs and maintenance uh, you can expense your commission fees, licensing, continuing education, utilities if you're in a building. Because I do uh, work out of my house, not right. all the time, but part-time. Right. So that, that would my utilities be based on a percentage. Is that correct? Well, you do have the home office deduction that you can use, which is when you use your home regularly or exclusively for business-related activities, of course. Uh, the IRS lets you write off a certain self-employment deduction – which is also associated with your rent, your utilities, your real estate taxes, any repairs, maintenance, and other related expenses that affiliate to that. So I do – I work out of the house every once in a while. My primary primary location in my home, I call it the Batcave. It's it's my room, but I'm a huge Batman dork, so right. I call it the Batcave. Right. So all the little decorated things in there – the rugs, your lamps, your the furniture. The can all be deducted? Everything. Every year or just at the time of purchase? Time of purchase. Okay. Yeah, I can't go back multiple years and say, I found a receipt. Can I claim it this year? Absolutely not. Okay. It has to be a current year expense. Okay, so I've been kind of going all over the road talking about deductions. Let's That's just, okay. Let's just go straight for it. What deductions can I do this year? 
So there are 20 deductions that have changed this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the deductions, for the good or for the bad? Well, no, they're good. Okay. Uh, the deductions are mostly based on the Inflation Reduction Act, which it's increasing the standard deduction for those that don't have business expenses. But a back note could be that maximize your credits, which means check all of your potential tax deduction allowances. That's like a key part about deducting, you know, expensing, so forth. Um, Some of the popular tax deductions and tax breaks that are happening now and that are going to increase for 2024, including the standard deduction, is and actually let me share that with you first. The standard deduction for a single person or a married filing separate is now thirteen thousand eight fifty, and the married filing joint or surviving spouses is twenty seven thousand seven hundred. And head of household, which is a single person taking care of a dependent, whether it's a child or an elderly. So is that higher or lower? These than are life? higher. Okay, okay. These are higher because of the inflation. Right. They've given us, an, uh, gotcha. I think it's a 0.54, and don't quote me on that, increase. And then the head of household is 20800 for the single parent. Wow. So next year for 2024, we've already been given that by the IRS. That has also increased again, almost anywhere from six to $800. Per per um, category for a single married filing joint or you know head of household, but the adjustments are due to inflation, and the IRS already sees that twenty twenty four the inflation is still there, so they've already preset this so that way moving forward there's no holdup in tax season. So the IRS sees inflation is going to go up even though we're not there yet. Well, he doesn't see that it's going up, but he sees that from 22 to 23, it increased such a dramatic amount Mm -hmm. that he's already prepared 23 to 24 to have a slight amount of inflation on top of what we've already accrued. And he's already – or they, I say he, but they are preparing for it. It's Uncle Sam. (laughs) Uncle Sam. Good old Uncle Sam. So what are some other deductions that we need to start thinking about and getting ready for now? So for now, um, we've got the child tax credit, which allows you a tax break for families with children under the age of 17. And I say that mostly because you have to have that requirement in order to qualify. If it's over 17, it's considered a dependent. It's not a child. So 17 and under, child tax credit. You know, and I think there is a lot of confusion for that because uh, I think it was Obamacare that that bumped the child age to 26 to be able to still qualify, live at home and still qualify for homeowner's insurance or not homeowner's insurance, health insurance. So I think a lot of people thought that it was. they could still claim a child up to 26 years old. It After 17, it becomes an other dependent care person. So okay. another dependent. But example, you have a child who is 19 years old, let's say is not in college is not working and is depending on you, you're getting that break in your taxes on your taxable income because you are caring for another person. But if you are a child under the age of 17, then you're getting the child tax credit, which is the full amount. Gotcha. So the full amount currently is 2000 It was questionable whether or not it was going to change. Instead, what they did was they gave you 1600 of the credit 
being potentially refundable of the 2000 on the child tax credit. And then going a little further in, um, we can go to the child and dependent care credit. And that is a credit that is meant to cover a percentage of daycare on the similar costs for any child under the age of 13. Hmm. So morning care, aftercare, right. not tutoring, not gymnastics, not soccer, care, because you need to work. Right. Your job is eight to five. School doesn't start till nine o'clock most of the time. So right. where does that kid go? And then what happens when you're at work? Who picks them up at the after day? So that is what that is for. Now, that is generally up to 35% of $3,000 of expenses for one dependent. And then you get an increase of 6000 or more for two. Wow, that's great. Yes. Um, I do have some more questions, but let's take a fast commercial break. We're talking taxes today with Cecilia from All in One Business and Tax Service. Great information. Stay tuned. We'll be right back right after this. Free for all Friday. Well, I think we have leaders and administrators that um, are, are less ego and more humility. Local people, local voices. But you got to prioritize the, the the necessary versus the nice to have. I'm David Ayers. Join me and my co-host, Brian McMillan. Free for all Friday, following the news at 9 and Pierre's Reality Check. Right here on WNZF with streaming and podcast on the Flagler Radio mobile app. Good morning and welcome back to the Business Report. My guest this morning is Cecilia with All-in-One Business and Tax Service. Great information. I, I don't want to rehash it all. So if you're listening and missed it, just go to our podcast page and click on the podcast so you can hear the whole show because we have a lot of information out here. So I want to go back to the 19-year-old that you were talking about. Uh, uh, he's living with me, let's say, for instance. I'm a parent. My wife's a parent. Um, he's under my care, I, I believe is the wording you used. Mm-hmm. Can I claim him even if he's got a job and he's going to file for taxes? No. No, um, he has to file his taxes prior to you and say that somebody else is going to claim him. If he doesn't, then he is independent as a single person as if he lived on his own. If that is the case, then you cannot claim him because you can't double. So what's the best scenario, though, for the both parties, the child and the parent, to get the most money back? So if the child is only going to make five or $6,000 a year, example – under 10000 Well, he's not working at McDonald's. I get paid more than I do. But. Well, I mean, if he's just doing part-time <laughs> and going yeah, to school, right, right, right. you know, they don't work much. Right. And, and you want them to succeed. You want to raise these good humans and, and educated and to go forward in life. So you, as a parent, you say, okay, stay home, live at home. And now he brings home, let's say, 5000 to $10,000 right. a year. Obviously, that's not enough to survive on. So he lives at home with his parents. He has to go on his tax return and put that you're claiming him and he still files his earned income. Whereas then you go on your tax return and you put him under your other dependent care status, which lowers your taxable income bracket, Mm -hmm. and you claim him. It's great information. Uh, The max, I see what's the minimum that you can make without filing taxes. Is it still $1,200? $1,200 what? Well, if you make twelve hundred dollars for for the year, you don't have to file taxes. Is that right? No, anything over six hundred dollars, six hundred dollars, okay, has to be reported as your due diligence. Anything that is on a W two has to be reported regardless. I thought I thought it was a lot more than that. 
tw- I thought it was twelve hundred to be honest with you. It used to uh, fluctuate for okay. many years. It was this, it was that, it was three, it was four fifty. Things change. Do the, does the IRS keep keep it confusing? Yes, they keep you on, on your purpose? toes. Well, um, it keeps us sharp because our continuing education has to follow. And obviously, we have to be educated on the new laws. So they are more of what I call eye openers. As the year starts, you're, you're saying to yourself, okay, so what's new? What's out there? What what can I help my client with? So it keeps you to a point where you're like, well, you know what? I know that he's going to fall in the 22% tax bracket because you know he made right under 100000 But I know that if he has all of these expenses, what areas I can cover him as far as you know for his business or you know his small business or whatever they're doing. It, it's just it's, – it's very helpful to have us educated. So the IRS makes sure of it every year. So we've already discussed about filing taxes for this year, which would be 2023. Yes. Moving forward for 2024, what's the best thing we need to do and be prepared? Because I, I think you told me there's new tax laws for there 2024 are. that we need to know about. So 2024 already has a 5.4% increase in the standard deduction, taking it from what it is now – and, and that falls it, under the inflation thing? That falls under the Inflation, yes, Reduction Act. Um, so the standard deduction is obviously going to be you know, increased. There are going to be um, increases to the income thresholds for every American filing. There are lower tax rates than 2023 is offering. Um, in addition to there will be for 65 and older, and I mention that because our community – has more retired individuals. Right. Our average age here, by the way, is 61 years old, so I totally understand what you mean. Right. So for anybody who's 65 and older or blind, there's going to be an additional $1,550 per person really? deduction and $3,100. So legally blind, maybe not completely blind? Blind. Okay. Or 3100 married couple. Um, but there's a lot more that is in the works. Obviously, we are a whole year ahead. And 2024 is not upon us right. when it comes to tax filing. My advice. But we need to prepare for it based right. on what you're saying. Yes. Um, and, and we're going to see a bigger return because of these increases. Because obviously the IRS is noticing that the inflation has increased. Mm-hmm. I mean, just to go grocery shopping these days is a lot more astronomical than it used to be for a big family. Oh, yeah. Big time. Um So my advice for 2024 is please, please itemize and save all your expenses. Be organized. Discover what your potential tax credits could be ahead of time based on your current situation and then slowly approach it. So my son just found out he has to pay $1,800 in this year. Mm Mm-hmm. I've asked him to send me his forms because I have a feeling he, he did it wrong. I have a feeling he claimed 10 or maybe whatever. Uh, he needs to claim zero. Do you, do you recommend that everybody claim zero across the board and, and I then do get recommend someone like you to balance it out or just keep claiming zero and use it as a savings account, which a lot of Americans do? A lot of Americans do that. It's, I mean, you could have a savings account and put the money away yourself and gain interest. Personal that takes a discipline. idea. A lot of that people don't have that th- these it days. It does. Because you see it there, you feel like you need to use it. But if you take the max out on a W-2, you're obviously not going to have to pay in unless you have other things like Marketplace. I have a client that paid in. She 
fell in the 22% tax bracket. And she paid in above her withholding by also taking out the additional $25 every paycheck. And then she got Marketplace because her health. Unfortunately, she's paying in now. Mm. A lot. If she would have sat down with you in advance, you would have been able to figure that out? I would have told her that regardless of the fact that she was putting in all this extra, that her insurance only allows for a specific bracket. So example, marketplace. If you make $40,000 or less, you're in the 12% tax bracket. So that is what that insurance is meant for. Instead, I would have referred her out to an insurance agent and said, hey, look at your options because marketplace is not for you. Had I known what she was going to make income-wise, obviously I didn't. So that's a conversation I could have with a potential client or you know a current client. And she could have changed mid-year if you saw that coming, right? Correct. Okay. I would have said, let this go and seek another option. Now, unfortunately, she's got to pay in close oh, to $10,000. Let's talk about savings account like a Roth IRA or for, I think we have a 401k here. Uh, I actually put – extra into my 401k in fact when it came to christmas bonus time i asked him just put that in my 401k i didn't need the money at the time uh is that a wise decision should i called you first for advice i would have probably told you the same um ira contributions are able to be deducted contributions to a traditional ira and though how much you can deduct depends on whether you or your spouse is covered by the retirement plan at work and how much you make just throwing that out there When the IRS doesn't tax you directly through your paycheck from your or into your traditional 401k, the contribution limit was $22,500 for $30,000 if 50 or older. And now it has gone higher by $500. Okay. So if it is that you want to put it in there and take it out for your retirement later, yes. You have those means, do it. But it's not sufficiently increasing. It's it's still standard flat, flat across okay. the board. What about borrowing money against an IRA uh, or your retirement plan? Is that wise, tax-wise? So anything that you extract, you are paying a percentage on it just as if it was. So not only am I paying the interest on the borrowing part of it, I'm also paying a fee on taking it out early. Is that right? Your fee is actually to the company you have your 401 with, mm-hmm. just so you know. That's not the IRS. Your fee is – But I will be paying a tax you on will it be, if I take something out. You will be taxed out. on that amount. So now let's say you take that out and you are, at example, the 12% tax bracket, which means you make about $45,000 a year. And now you took that money out. That changes your entire tax bracket 10% because you took that out. Wow. That's crazy. And that was just the shift of a few dollars. So you really got to be careful and always ask, is this the right decision for me? And that's the next question. We want the decisions to go through you. What's the phone number? 386-931-8605. All-in-one business and tax services. Great. You've always been a fantastic guest. Always educated us on what we're doing. Uh, Website, Facebook page. How do we really contact you if we can't get through to you on the phone? I do have Facebook. I do have a website. And if not, you can always call me. I love to give consultations and get to know my clients on a one-to-one basis, share my thoughts, experience, and my knowledge, and at the same time, educate them. 
I will say this about Cecilia, no matter what, she always gets back with me. Sometimes it's at midnight, but she always gets back with me. So I'm uh, telling you, I'm a busy girl. <laughs> yes, you are. I love that. And you're very knowledgeable and educated. You came in here with more notes than I did. Well, thank you very much for having me. I was very excited to be here today and share all of this amazing news on taxes with you all. Give us your phone number again. Yes, 386-931-8605. Call me. All in one one business and tax service. It's tax time. Everybody should have their little W-4s in their pockets now because I think the deadline was January 30th or W-2, sorry. uh, January 30th, wasn't it? January 31st. Yeah. Everything had to be mailed, including the 1099s. They had to be You know, submitted. I'm glad you brought that up or I brought that up because uh, I had to explain that to somebody that it has to be postmarked by that day. You by don't have day. to have it in their hand. They thought they were no, had to have it in their just hand. get it stamped at the post office. That's right. All That's right. your date. And then let it go through the system. Fantastic. That's the business report for this week. I'm Kirk Keller, your host. We'll see you next Saturday. Thank you.